In fact, these expenses equate to the number one cause of personal bankruptcy. Research after research, report after report, continually show that this is the primary cause of all personal bankruptcies, almost two out of three. And that's what I want to help protect you against in this episode. Welcome to the True Wealth Financial Show, a show dedicated to providing you the information and inspiration to navigate financial decisions, intentionally build wealth, and retire with confidence. And now, here's your host, Mike Potter. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the True Wealth Show. As always, I'm so glad you're taking the time to tune in. Great job on continuing to invest in your financial future. Today, I want to continue our discussion on insurance and specifically talk about health insurance. We're talking about why to have it, the two primary plans that are available, three or four different numbers to focus on when selecting a plan, and the best places to get it. Now, I don't know if this or not, but medical insurance and healthcare is expensive. In fact, these expenses equate to the number one cause of personal bankruptcy. Research after research, report after report, continually show that this is the primary cause of all personal bankruptcies, almost two out of three. And that's what I want to help protect you against in this episode. But first, a story. So this is some people that I know personally. They might listen to this, so I won't use their real names. We'll call them John and Carol. John and Carol got married in their mid-20s or so. And after a couple of years of being married, they were elated that they were found out that they were having a baby. And all throughout the pregnancy, everything kind of looked pretty normal. Towards the end, there was a couple of instances where things didn't look exactly right. They got some clues that maybe things weren't happening right from a developmental perspective, but they didn't exactly know what was going on. Well, Carol went into labor at their local hospital and everything seemed pretty good. But right after the child was born, they immediately recognized that there were some major problems, developmental problems with their child. And so they basically were transported to a major city where they could get some more care. And to make a long story short, that little baby spent two to three months in the NICU, had somewhere between five to 10 to 15 different surgeries to repair all kinds of things. And that child has, and really still does to this day, a lot of developmental issues that it wasn't anybody's fault. It just kind of how God made that girl and has blessed them with a special opportunity. The reality is that God only gives special people, children with disabilities, because it takes a special parent to raise a special child like that. And so they were there kind of staying at the Ron McDonald house, great opportunity for them to stay there. And and while their child was getting uh, all this care they needed. But there's a cost associated with those things. And I don't know the exact number, but I imagine if they would have added up all the bills of all the costs of all the surgeries, of all the doctors and the staff and the nurses and the medicines and all this stuff, it probably would have been over a million dollars. But because Carol was employed through a good employer that had good medical insurance, they walked out with simply a $250 copay. And all the rest was paid for by insurance. 
If they didn't have insurance, if they weren't properly insured, they would have filed bankruptcy. And oh, by the way, when you file bankruptcy, it's not like you just get to file bankruptcy on the debt and keep all the other money you have. No, they take all the money you have, minus a couple of things, pay that debt down, and then you file bankruptcy on the rest, which is why we have insurance as one of the two primary rails to protect you and your wealth in the financial framework. Now, when it comes to healthcare insurance plans, there's generally two types, an HMO and a PPO. So an HMO is a health maintenance organization. It's a type of healthcare plan where members are provided insurance through a network of doctors and hospitals and other providers that all really work together. Generally, you'll have a primary care physician. It's kind of the gatekeeper. This is your main focal point. And anytime you need specialized care, if you need to go to a cardiologist or whatever it might be, you go to your primary care doctor first and they give you a referral to that specialized physician. Generally speaking, the advantages are that the premiums are lower and you have centralized healthcare. That primary physician is kind of keeping track of everything. So everything's in your records, centralized in the system, things like that. The disadvantages though of an HMO is that if you need specialized care, you need to go to your primary doctor. So again, it kind of acts like a gatekeeper. And so you can't just go to anybody you want to see because you have to go to an in-network provider. So there's a group of people that work together and you have to see them. You don't have a lot of flexibility to go see any doctor you choose, which leads us to the PPO. The PPO is a preferred provider organization. Again, it's a type of medical plan that provides participants access to healthcare providers, hospitals, physicians through a network. And this network isn't through a centralized organization. It's really done through contracts. So the insurance has a contract with this provider. Insurance has a, pro a contract with this hospital and so on and so forth. But there's a lot more flexibility. And so now one of the advantages are you don't have a primary care physician. You can go see any doctor you want as long as they're in network. So you have a lot more flexibility. And you don't need a referral to go just see. If you need to go see a cardiologist, you can just one day get up and go make an appointment with a cardiologist. You don't have to go through and get a referral. So it gives you a lot more flexibility. But there's some downsides with that. That flexibility comes generally with more costs. So the premiums cost more, a little bit higher out-of-pocket plans. And you then become that central focal point of keeping track of all your records because the cardiologist that needs to talk to the uh, obstetrician or the OB or whoever else, they don't talk. And so you have to take the records from one to the other and help them. This doctor asked me on this medicine. You need to keep track of that. So it does become a little bit more taxing on you. So again, that with that flexibility comes more responsibility and more costs. But it's a trade-off as to what you personally desire. Now, when it comes to selecting a plan, there's really three or four different numbers that you actually want to focus on or explore. Those are the premiums, the deductible, the coinsurance amounts, and the maximum out-of-pocket costs. So let's unpack those, and then I'll show you an example of where to find them. So number one is the premiums. The premiums is what you pay each month. Regardless if you use any of the services or not, that's what you pay. And that's mostly the number that people are aware of and that they focus on. If you get a high deductible plan, which generally is a deductible more than $1,500 as a single person or $3,000 as a family member, 
you could have a plan that also has then a health savings account associated with it. And even if it, there's one not associated with that, you individually could open a health savings account and deduct it on your taxes. So the way a health savings account works is you save money pre-tax. You have the ability to invest it into mutual funds, things like that. And then you can use that proceeds for future medical expenses without ever being taxed on it. An HSA is sort of like a Roth IRA, but for medical expenses. So great thing that's kind of come to light the last decade or so, become more and more popular, very popular. Generally, two types of people that use it, ones that would never go to the doctor, or number two, those that go to the doctor all the time. Those are the two types of people that would be, it's in the middle where you kind of got some issues there. So premiums. Premiums are what you pay each month. The deductible. The deductible is the amount of money that you pay out of pocket first before the insurance covers any expenses. So these have an indirect relationship between the deductible and the premium. So the higher the deductible, right, the more you're going to pay, the more risk you're retaining, and therefore the lower the premiums. The lower the deductible, the more risk you're transferring to the insurance provider, they're going to pay out sooner. So therefore the higher premium. So there's an indirect relationship between premiums and deductible. So again, the deductible is where you have a good solid emergency fund, or at least a thousand dollar emergency fund from a baby step perspective, you then can take some more risks on that deductible. So some of these things with finances start to get intertwined here. The co-insurance is the split amount that after the deductibles meet of a percentage that you will pay and a percentage that the insurance company will pay. So generally this is 90-10. So the insurance company will pay 90%, you pay 10. Could be 80-20, the insurance company will pay 80% of the cost, you pay 20, 70-30. I think the lowest is 60-40. I think it's about the lowest they go to these days. So that's where the co-insurance comes in. They split pay. And then the, the fourth number that you want to pay attention to is that of the maximum out-of-pocket cost. The maximum out-of-pocket cost is the maximum amount you would pay between your deductible and your coinsurance for any given year. Once you hit that amount, that out-of-pocket cost, the insurance will pay 100% of all expenses thereafter. So if you have a lot of medical expenses in one year, this is a number what would be the maximum out-of-pocket you would pay. So again, this is where you want to have a good, solid emergency fund that's that amount or higher so that if you had a major medical expenses and an incident in a given year, you have the maximum out-of-pocket costs and the insurance will pay the rest. Now, there's obviously some special limitations with different things like having a baby, emergency room visit, co-pays and things like that. But for the most part, those are kind of minor things. We want health insurance to protect against the major expenses, the things that will potentially bankrupt you. Now, one of the things that the government has done to help you identify those numbers is it has provided a standardized means for insurance companies to provide a summary of benefits and coverage. This is an example here that I have from a client of mine from a couple of years ago. And so we can see these numbers and identify them very easily. So number one is what's their inductible? So here is their deductible, $3,000 per person, $6,000 per family. So if you're a single person, you would pay the first $3,000. If you're a family, husband and wife, you would pay $6,000. But if you each have expenses with, and you have two or three kids, 
the maximum for the family would be $6,000. So that's that number. The second is that of coinsurance. So on the next page, we can see for all the various different services, the coinsurance. So this is an 80-20, meaning that the insurance company would provide 80% of the coverage and they would pay 20% after that deductible was met. The third number is that of the maximum out-of-pocket expenses. So again, for a family, it'd be $6,250 in this example or $12,500. So if this family, you know, family of three or four or five were to have some major medical expenses where they all had hundreds of thousands or maybe millions of dollars of expenses, the most they would pay is $12,500. And so the insurance company would cover everything above that. So you can see by looking at this form here, you can quickly identify those numbers very easily. So lastly, I want to talk about where to purchase insurance, right? So there's really three different places you can get insurance these days. Number one is through group plans through your employers. Like that's where the vast majority of people get their health insurance. They have an employer. Those employers has a group plan that they offer. In some case, they subsidize the premiums and pay a, a portion of for it to help attract and retain you as a good employee at your employer. And so that's the vast place most people get their insurance. For those that are retired, they have some other options that those are working might not. So for example, some employers have retiree group plans that you can get insurance through them, or they would subsidize it. They would give you money as a credit to pay premiums if you get it other places. Those that retire from the military have the means to get TRICARE through TRICARE for Life, right? So a group plan through retirees that the military offers. And if you're retired and 65 years and older, you can get it through Medicare. In the future, we'll do a whole episode on Medicare because it's a unique system all to its own. The last place that if you can't get it through your group employer and you're not retired and you don't have means to get it through previous employers in the military Medicare is that of the exchanges. So one of the Affordable Care Act provisions that came out from 2009-10 was that of uh, healthcare.gov. So healthcare.gov is a centralized place where you can get an individual policy in your state. And so it really afforded the opportunity for people who didn't have options through employers or through retire benefits, things like that, to get insurance. And so here's your micro action for the week. Try to find your healthcare sheet, that summarized sheet, and see and identify the numbers that you have. What is your deductible? What is your co-insurance and what is your maximum out of pocket? My guess is you're probably already familiar with the premiums that you pay. The real takeaway from this is that you have to have medical insurance. It's a no-brainer. You have to have it. You don't want to put yourself in the position where you're opening yourself up to bankruptcies. Two out of three of those bankruptcies that are filed each year are because of medical insurance. And in some cases, a lot of cases, maybe they could have been prevented. So in this episode, we talked about why to have medical insurance. We talked about the two primary types of plans. We talked about the four numbers to focus on when you're selecting a plan and the best place to get a plan. So I hope this helps you in your financial journey. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave them below or send an email to mike at truealth.show and I'll try to do my best to respond. And until next time, I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for taking the time to watch or listen this week's episode 
of the True Wealth Financial Show. I encourage you to like, share, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Additionally, you can go to www.truewealth.show for more information and resources. One final note as we wrap up today's show. I hope the information that you were provided was helpful and valuable, but I want to remind you that it's really for educational purposes only. Prior to making any decisions or taking any actions, I would strongly encourage you to talk to your legal, tax, estate, or financial advisor who's familiar with the circumstances of your situation. Until next time, I hope you have a great day. The views and opinions expressed on this show are for general information and educational purposes. Mike Potter is an investment advisor representative of True Wealth Financial Group, a Florida registered investment advisor. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your financial situation before making decisions. Nothing in this show constitutes a sale or solicitation of a specific securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are used for illustrative purposes and are not a guarantee of future returns. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.